The following podcast contains adult language and themes that may be unsuitable for some listeners. You've been warned. Are you way over the arguing, the shouting, the not understanding how people think so differently than you? Religion, politics, race, science, faith, money, conspiracy, creed, compassion, pandemics, international affairs, neighbors, white privilege, the Confederacy, climate, healthcare, going there. No, you didn't. Taboo topics Ooh. are back on the table. Welcome to the very first podcast. I'm Matt. I'm LeJohn. I'm Joe. And this is the Going There podcast. So, guys, let's real quickly talk about what it is that we're doing here and why people should listen, right? What is this show about? I'll start and you guys add in your two cents. So, it's about taking all these topics that people would normally consider taboo, right? When we're young, our, our parents try to give us, you know, manner lessons and they tell us, you know, charm school, don't go to a dinner party and talk about race or religion or politics. And so, we're kind of left kind of only having meaningful, deep conversations with very few people, especially today. And so trying to do a deeper dive, using objectivity, critical thinking, and having the willingness to hear and understand people and basically unpacking our everyday problems that I think all Americans are experiencing right now. Yeah, I'm all about just hearing the opinion, the 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 mindset, the approach of anyone who just may not possibly think like me and and i and i love that and i'm all welcoming forward and everything man just want to expand our minds to anything that's just not you know the the normal the average all that kind of stuff and just putting the whole shit on the table just talking about it and being about it and and feeling free to just be yourselves and and open your mind up to something different open your life up to something different so that's what this is about for me and of course you know whoever sponsors us and like beer so i'm here for beer <laughs> joe also just came here for the beer. yeah i'm here for beer um no all of these things that you said are great reasons i agree uh also we live in our own little bubbles um it's really seldom where we speak to people who have different opinions and if they are different and we don't like them we can easily unfriend them and excommunicate them which might be good, but uh, we're in a time where there's just a lot of discord and it's important to bridge the gap. And I and I think that's what we're trying to do here, right? I, I, I wanted to make sure before we started the podcast and I, I had other people challenge me to make sure that this isn't fully for catharsis. I think this process will be, <laughs> it's just like free therapy for the three of us, right? But I think it, it can't be for that reason only. Let's talk about for a second what it's not. It's not a definitive guide to anything. It's not here to give you answers necessarily. It's not hard investigative journalism. I think facts and truth are important and have sadly gone out the window. And I really hope that we can dig into that in some episodes, especially I think media literacy. It is not meant to, as Joe, you were mentioning, scream into that echo chamber. Social media has become... Uh, just a volatile place because it's you unfriend the people who you're tired of. And so when you, you only get like-minded people, you know, and then your crazy drunk uncle and everybody else, you know, it's just same thoughts. It's not purely an opinion show. You know, I want us to come from a place where there's some kind of fact and truth 
even with our opinion on top of it. It's not about conspiracy theories because that has hurt us so much, but I would definitely love to do a topic of <laughs> conspiracy theories. This is where Joe comes in. Yeah, yeah. ancient aliens, I'm on. <laughs> but that's not conspiracy, that's fact. No, that's fact, that's, that's true. Right. It's not a show where we're going to be afraid to say, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with not knowing. There's nothing wrong with admitting the fact that, you know what, I may have an opinion on it, but ultimately, I don't know. What do you think? And I, I really pride myself in that. I tell, I, I, teach that, I teach that to my kids all the time, that, that sometimes I don't know what's the best answer you can provide because that means you're willing to find out what you don't know. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and to tag on to that, the other thing that people, I meant to do that. You saw me fall down the stairs and break my arm. That was obviously on purpose. You're an idiot for questioning that. <laughs> Clearly there's an ordinance that that staircase is faulty. <laughs> and we've already hit on this, but. The why is because our country is so divided right now. Not that we can't appeal to other countries. The world is divided, and we're not talking about down the middle. This isn't a pizza that's half pepperoni and half cheese, right? This is No, the pepperoni's scattered everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they really is. <laughs> On the crust. And we didn't order it that way. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. It was vegetable pizza. It's got pineapple and sardines, and no one wanted this. No one chose this. We're dissected into thousands of sub-segments right now. You and I can agree on politics, but wait a second. You're for abortion? We have put up walls. We've built these bubbles like you talked about. And and the categories are endless. And we've become so scared. And now we don't have meaningful conversations. We can't talk about things. I think to some extent, innocently, because we don't want to offend the other person. But even more so, it's, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah, the safest thing to talk about is the weather, but if you don't believe in climate change, it actually isn't. Uh-huh. So everything's a minefield. Yeah. And you used to be able to talk about sports, but now you can't even do that. Because sports aren't happening? or <laughs> No, uh, people are upset with the NBA and the NFL because of, uh, you know, racial injustice yeah. and speaking up for it. Using, using a platform um, to actually voice your opinion on something, which I think is utterly ridiculous. I think any... Hey, listen, I'm the type of person that takes any kind of platform that you have, use it. And it could be for something that I completely disagree with. But you have this platform for some particular reason. You've earned it. And however you earned it, use it. Voice your opinion. And I'll just respect it because, hey, listen, you decided to speak on what you believe in. You got to believe in something. Yeah, you can't spew hate, though. You can't just be like, I believe in being hateful. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know, I respect but, your opinion. <laughs> but you know something, though? Even if you came with, it, that, with that approach, you know, I believe in being hateful. You chose. And yeah. I don't may not like what you choose. I highly don't agree with what you choose, but you chose. Instead of letting some bullshit that surrounds you and everything choose for you. Because that's my thing. Why did you choose it? And that's what I hope to get to the bottom of yeah. with a lot of these things. And it's not just talking to like-minded people. Right. This is our first episode where it's just going to be the three of us. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, there's going to be a guest each episode. And I would love to get people... Who don't think like us, but have the willingness to go there. Oh, oh shit. Did you see it, folks? I saw it. We said the title. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for it. I guess if there is a word, it's coexist. It's so we can learn to coexist. And that in 2020 and beyond, that is going to be our biggest challenge. Yeah, we have a lot of challenges to overcome racial injustice and homophobia and bigotry. But it's the idea of coexisting and trying to not just write off entire groups of people. 
you need a bigger enemy like a pandemic. Is a pandemic Cause, going on? Because <laughs> this was this was such an opportunity to do what Bush did d- during 9-11. This could have been We Are America and Rock Eagle and Flag. <laughs> I mean, this could have been it. Okay, who is this show for? My assumption is it's for people who are willing to learn from others, who've always questioned everything, especially like like myself. And I'll get into a little bit about my background, but even your beliefs, everything, your reality, not to the point of looking for conspiracy answers, but why is this the way it is? People who have that curiosity in life who don't assume they already know. The people who say, I don't know. There we go. Yeah. This show is for the people who are not afraid to do, be, experience, and live and think all of something different. But also, if you tune in, it's because you're hot. (laughs) And this is coming from many people in this room who just have a face for radio. Yeah, Yeah. I'm ugly as hell. This is actually for ugly people. (laughs) Can you actually hear me speaking over the bag over my head? Yeah, for that bag there, Joe. (laughs) I thought it was for for COVID, but now I get it. (laughs) Yeah, it's best I keep this on. (laughs) I have been laid nine years. (laughs) So we'll just put that out there. If anybody, you know, episode three. Real quick, I want to talk about who I think the show is not for. Sure. So you people listening, Turn it should, off. hold on, <laughs> should not start with you people. Right. So, <laughs> what you mean? If you're listening to this and you're going, I wonder if I'm going to like this. Do you already think you have all the answers or don't want to challenge your own views? This ain't for you. People who are easily offended. I do want to clarify that. Our goal is not to offend people with what we're talking about. However, our goal is not to not offend anybody. Right. Our goal is to go there. Yeah. We got places to go. Yeah. Even from a, you know, trying to be authentic standpoint and making yourself vulnerable and where you are willing to go there. Let's be honest. We live in this day and age where if I said right now, pasta is a great food, We'd get a phone call, some Karen. <laughs> We'd be like, excuse me, I have an intolerance to gluten. I'm pissed off already. That confuses me and therefore angers me. <laughs> so right. if we offend you, that's fine. Get a hold of us. Tell us why. Yeah. We'll actually love to talk about it. Yes. And so let's talk a little bit about who you guys are. Listen, my name is LaJohn Woods. I am a, uh, I'm an actor. Uh, that's, that's my only gig. Uh, because I'm not qualified to do anything else. That's that's pretty much the, that's all I can give to this planet. It's just my talent. Uh, but yes, I am a full-time actor and um, uh, commercial film, television. That's my thing. I love it. I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else in life uh, besides being in front of a camera when it comes down to work. But more importantly, I am a, uh, I'm a father of two, two uh, amazing children who are making me more proud to um, be their father on a daily basis, and they're better than I've ever been. That's the quick and dirty LeJohn Wood story. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, LeJohn Woods is an actor. Um, am I doing this wrong? <laughs> hey, I'm Joe Ruyheb. I'm a comedian, if you couldn't tell by the hilarious joke. Um, I do comedy, filmmaking, voiceover, improv. Uh, I love uh, love just talking about issues and going there. And a lot of times when I'm talking with my friends, we call it um, our podcast session because we certainly haven't solved anything, but we've definitely 
talked about it. <laughs> and at least alienated three or four people yeah. in the process. Yeah. And and I'm Matt Pilata. I I've been friends with Lejon now for I mean not even that long, about eight months maybe. Yeah. Right. And I've known Joe for ten years, eleven yeah. years, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Um and we've all known each other through the business, right? Through filmmaking and production. I think a lot of people who look anything like me, which is a lot of the country, mm-hmm. assumes this dude thinks like me. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten into some deep discussions and some you get down that rabbit hole and you're like, oh shit, I'm in a QAnon meeting. I better get the <laughs> hell out of here. Um, that being said, I don't think the world, I, I don't think America needs another podcast with some basic white dude trying to tell them what's up. So I really wanted to get some other unique voices who can see things from a little bit of a different perspective, who have a different background, different experience. And that's why I wanted to build this cast. Myself, I'm I'm that kid who always questioned everything. I got kicked out of Sunday school every week because somebody would be like, you know, Jesus died for your sins. And I'd raise my hand back, hold on a sec. If Jesus came here today, you're telling me that cross around your neck would be like the electric chair. Like, why are you glorifying the way that this dude was murdered? Like, it's because my mind, my mind was always asking those questions. And so I didn't do well in church and I didn't. (laughs) Jesus in the electric chair. Teachers didn't like when I asked a lot of these questions. And so I've always just been somebody who I'm lucky that I was surrounded by very smart people as an adult, emotionally intelligent people who kind of let me have these conversations with them and learn about myself and learn about where I stand in the world. And I think I've changed a lot of my views as where I view things, how I view things, how I prioritize my life. A lot of it is I, I, I married a very bleeding heart woman who's out, you know, I found her hugging a tree. Uh, she, she's also our producer. Um, she, Not for long. Yeah. <laughs> Soon to be my second ex-wife. So anyway, I'm just really excited. And, and so obviously this podcast, I think where I have grown the most but been the most disheartened is during the pandemic. So this 2020 pandemic is... Is horrible. However, I will say there are so many good things that came out of it, not because of the disease, but because of the people who choose to rise above it. The three of us would not be here right now. That's true. She, Joe would still be in New York. John and I may have not met yet. Exactly. This is true. That's very true. He and I met when I made a, a film on called A Social Distance about life during the pandemic. I think it's important, especially as we, we get to know our audience and vice versa, that we talk about what has life been like during 2020? It's been horrible in so many ways, but it's actually brought out, I, I think most people agree, it's brought out the best of some people mm-hmm. and it's brought out the worst of some people. Yes. Yeah, and, a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of both over here. And one of the things I, I, I will not do, I will try not to do, I will challenge myself through this podcast to not deal in absolutes. Any good relationship counselor will tell you, don't say always, never, you know, you never do this. You always say that. Those are dangerous terms, and they they don't get us anywhere with other people in our relationship. So I'm going to try not to do that. None of us, very few of us, <laughs> almost all, almost not. Yeah, almost not. <laughs> I think I think I think the majority of us have been on both sides of the spectrum. We we it's brought out the worst of us. It's brought out the best of us. So Joe, you've at least been the most displaced. Yeah, I've certainly felt displaced. Um, I was living in New York City and the pandemic hit. 
my uh, girlfriend at the time and I, we decided to flee New York. We ended up going to my mom's house in Ohio and it was great. Then we went to, to Massachusetts where her family was to try to look for a place in Vermont in hopes to find a hideaway away from everything. And, um, you know, everything was being displaced as well as the fact that this was becoming a political situation. And I was in an environment suddenly where people had different political views than me. I ended up taking the bait and being the worst of myself I could be. But the good thing is that I'm I'm earnestly learning and working and I'm back in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bad news. I love Ohio, but being in Ohio in fall, heading into, as Biden calls it, the dark winter. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Winter with is coming. COVID. I'm like, does it get any worse? You know, it's all how you base, um, how you look at it. My mom's backyard is lovely. There were birds. When I went to New York to pack up my stuff in um, in Bed-Stuy, there's just a dead tree with a bunch of sparrows on it. I'm like, that's their haven. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy to be around nature and, you know, have my own bathroom. And it's, it's honestly... <laughs> A huge thing. Oh, trust me, that's very important. LeJohn's been the only one pretending there is no pandemic. That's not actually true. <laughs> and, and I will say, as, as a disclaimer on this episode, all people in the room have taken COVID tests yeah. and gotten negative results, other than my wife, who I just put a bag over her head as well. <laughs> but it's see-through, so she can see us. That's good. Yeah, wait. That um, might be... You know what? We'll cut this out. Exactly. <laughs> in a nutshell, how's life been for you? Again, this experience has allowed me to realize who's who realize what's what in my world you know in, in my in my bubble of my world to give me the, the opportunity to to see who really cares about certain things and who really doesn't and probably confirm who really never cared and and confirm what really never really mattered you know um but i'm grateful for it though because you need experiences like these you need these kind of times which i God, I hate to say that, but based upon all the terrible things that has happened as a result, my God, have I learned so much about the John Woods during this time. I've been busy, actually, lately. Um, things have picked up in my world as far as acting is concerned a whole lot uh, over the last few months with things somewhat opening up as they did before. And um, and now that, you know, we know that we're getting ready to face some type of uh, some type of slowdown and shutdown, possibly. And uh, we're gearing up for that and everything. But back to the point, I'm just. I'm, I think grateful is probably the overall one word I can use for this whole experience. And um, it's grateful to have learned, to have helped, to have been a source of comfort for certain people and for certain situations and everything. And just grateful just to um, to be able to be a part of this process and not have it turn me into a walking piece of brown shit, because that's very possible. No, <laughs> I mean, um, because it, it, I've seen it happen with other people. You know, it just really transformed them into like just walking jerks, man. Like, damn. What it definitely did was put a magnifying glass on everything and it exploited, it amplified the good and the bad, the problems in our own, in our own country, our r racial injustice that's happening, our police force. It amplified good things and bad things. I think part of it is it's nature and nurture. You worked your ass off and made the best of it. Right. Not everybody had that opportunity, but not everybody had to go to that dark place. It's been a time that's shown the mental health problems that run rampant through our country, through, through our world, society. 
Yeah, if you're not an emotionally centered person, uh, any um, environmental change will shake stuff up. And this has been a sustained and will be an ongoing um, issue that we'll be dealing with until there's a vaccine right. and until people um, take it. I mean, the vaccine is only part of it, right? Right. 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 Uh, not necessarily a cure, but uh, treatment. Right. Treatment right. where it's not just a bad infomercial on the White House lawn. <laughs> Regeneron. You're right. Which I'm hoping I get cast for. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the acting career is going great. <laughs> you know, what are what are your key roles here? Oh, boy. Uh, old Fashioned was the first one. Um, and, yeah, I was I was a token dude there. Uh, it was great crew and cast and everything. I love the film and whatnot. And um, that came out in 2014, I believe. And uh, I played the role of the um, lead character's best friend. And, uh, you know, just that, sprinkle that black dude up in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and uh, I've, I've been that guy in a few films and everything. And, and not that um, I'm surprised about it, but, you know, sometimes you just take what you can get. And, and uh, that's what comes across. So, yeah. So, uh, you'll, you'll see me in a few things that uh, scream tokens. Like John's talented enough where he should be, he should be playing. I'm not even saying the main character, but just a dude. Not so, oh, yeah, crap. We have all white people in this. I understand that issue. Living in Ohio, it's hard to do a production where it's not all white people, but with some more depth to it. That's just my feeling. And I'm not ripping on any of the productions you've been a part of, but I think we see that even just as consumers, right? Definitely, definitely. It's it's a it's an industry where um, the viewers don't even realize that, you know what? Black people in entertainment, in the industry, in these shows, in these films, in these, these TV shows and everything, it's actually good stuff. You know, it's it's okay. It's good quality entertainment and everything, and and, and they can exist here. I'm I'm glad that we're here, but yet yeah, at the same time, there's so much more to go because there's some really tea, and not just in the black community and Hispanic and in any other uh, people of color. It's it's so much talent out here um, that the world doesn't know about, and I'm glad that we're getting there. But once again, we're miles away from where we got to go. We definitely have a long way, and it's like. Do you write roles for actors, um, for people of color to perform when the writer's room is full of 50-year-old white guys? So then they're writing in a voice that they don't know anything about. I guess maybe you have to start there <laughs> unless you're going to hire people of color or women or LGBTQ writers to also write for that. So it's like, where do you start? Let, can we put a pin in all this? Because this is all great yeah, stuff. Yeah, pandemic, but, pandemic. Things but, have been but, good but and I want to say, But what I do want to say, what's the line between representation and pandering? And I think that's an important, I, I don't think there's a black and white, uh, no pun intended. I don't think there is a one answer fits all. I, right. I think there are times where you're like, you're overcorrecting and you're pandering. At UCB, uh, where I used to perform, Upright Citizens Brigade, I don't know. Anyone who's would be listening really? would ever know. Oh, wait, yeah, I did yeah. know. I did, I did know that. Yeah. I, how many famous people have come out of there? Like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Big web. <laughs> uh, but uh, we had this term called clapter, where it's like if somebody was writing um, or performing, saying a line that was like not funny at all, but was woke enough to get your like laugh and clap. Um, just basically it ruins everything <laughs> is what we were saying. Like, I think the message is important and you muddy it mm. when you water it down like that. Mm. So I, I want us to take a break in a minute because we're actually going to drink some beer, which is from our sponsor today, which is Missing Mountain Brewery in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, outside of Akron. You know, the LeBron. Have you guys heard of LeBron James? LeBron. Oh, yeah. 
the basketball you, player. Yeah. <laughs> I've been calling him LeJohn Brames for a long time. <laughs> but uh, each episode, we're going to feature music from an artist, an independent artist. And this week, we're actually featuring the music that you heard at the beginning, and we're about to play a little more samples here, of uh, LeJohn's brother. Yes, indeed. You were hearing the sounds of Lou Harris and the playlist. Um, you'll actually hear also the voices of LeJohn Woods on this album here, as well as Jamie Kenton, uh, the wonderful jazz sounds of Lou Harris, the pride of Cleveland Heights High School in 2001. Um, amazing, amazing saxophonist and just musician all together and is making some wonderful things happen. So please enjoy the sounds of Lou Harris and the playlist. what she says girl you won't forget comes your boy ooh that was good i'll just sip mine loudly so during the pandemic one of the things that has happened is we've noticed that small businesses like mine are struggling but the people in the food industry have really been struggling and so lejana and i talked about doing a, a segment snacks sips and sweets Sweets, because I got to have like pastries and desserts. I mean, that's just me. So uh, this week, and actually our first two podcasts are sponsored by Missing Mountain Brewery. And you can go to missingmountain.com. And we're also going to post it on our pages. Well, after taking a few sips of two of the beers that we are, are sampling here, they're fantastic. Amazing, amazing flavor. It pops right into your mouth and it goes into your dome. Nothing but the best stuff. They heavily hop. Their pale ales and IPAs, uh, and then use an abundant amount of real fruit in their fruit beers. And trust me, you're going to taste every single bit of it when you get a chance to sample some of the Missing Mountain Brewing Company. You will love it because I'm loving it right now, and I'm trying my best to get saucy. The two that we're trying today, one is a, a New England pale ale. It's Zwickle Trickle, and so far I'm loving it. And then the other one is Daddy Issues, which is actually a German pilsner, a Kolsch. This is a true story. I mean, I love Missing Mountain. Uh, I used to live in Cuyahoga Falls. That's where I was born and raised. And uh, of course, by the time I move out, then all these breweries pop up everywhere. I'm like, son of a bitch. So this first summer, I think they opened their big patio. We were there like every other night. They, they have an amazing patio that overlooks the, the river. The place is really awesome. And so go out there when you can, however you can, safely. Support your local eateries, breweries, drink beer. I think that should be the message of this show is just drink a lot of beer. Drink a lot of beer. Do it and wine. Yeah. yeah. And wine. Yeah. You know, in the Middle Ages, people used to drink uh, beer and mead more than water because it was actually safer. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. We promised people there wasn't going to be hard facts in this. And that's... <laughs> well, are you really going to trust me? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I like to call myself a beer connoisseur. I've been sam- I've sampled and, and tasted beers all across the world, all across the different regions of the universe, and and this beer's good, man. It's uh this it's it's hitting the streams, man. It's making me feel pretty good. It's making me feel kind of sexy, you know. So, uh... so, so you know, regarding the pandemic, part of this podcast, at least the impetus of it, is because of what we've experienced in 2020. 
we aren't able to have these kinds of conversations with people. Not just that, but it has put up a wall between us and other people. You have to start having holiday dinners where you tell people, here's the rules of engagement. Don't talk about X, Y, and Z. Now, obviously, you don't want to have people together and talk politics anyway. But what's funny is, even a few years ago, that was never even an issue. You weren't talking politics because politics... I mean, that's exactly what they are. Politics to me is a four-letter word. Democracy is is the pure thing. Politics is that is that bad thing. Just like with religion. Religion is that four-letter word. Faith or spirituality is that wholesome thing. We should be able to talk about those things freely, at least in our close, meaningful relationships without feeling like, uh-oh, I'm afraid to know the answer to this question. I personally have had a lot of strains put on close relationships. Um, I think especially because I live in a predominantly white community, middle class, and and it's torn down the middle. You can go down the street in every other house. You have no idea where the people are going to stand. And it shouldn't matter where they stand politically, but the divide and what people are willing to believe has become so extreme. Racism isn't real. And then the next house is Black Lives Matter. Racism right. is real. <laughs> this shouldn't be a discussion beyond how do we fix it, right? Yeah, uh, I think I think there's a lot of reasons for these issues. And one of them is that everyone's getting different information. I was uh, going on a YouTube rabbit hole doing some research on fascism. And I <laughs> stumbled upon a video that was saying that fascism is actually a leftist ideology. And the video has a seemingly well-educated Indian man speaking, talking head, really good graphics. So you almost want to take it seriously. But then when you start looking more closely, everything that they're speaking of that would have um, archival footage is graphics and is um, all facts that no one's ever heard of. Um, people are like, oh, I'm from Italy and I had no idea that this guy named Gentile started fascism. I thought it was Mussolini. It's like, yeah, I think Mussolini even thought that he started it. You're getting millennials to to believe in disinformation um, easily because of uh, good production quality and then also being in your own echo chamber. You know, if you're in an area and you just start hearing this information, it seems true enough and all of your other friends kind of have like similar beliefs, why would you be questioning it? I think what's happened is it's become a cult of belief in so many things in America. And I'm obsessed with cults, okay? So yeah. we're, you know, she's going to do ancient aliens. I'm going to do cults. <laughs> and it's because people don't get you to take that first bite with the crazy. They get you to take the first bite with something that makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been said in many documentaries and books that I've read, people don't join cults. They join this really good ideology. An idea. Yeah. And then it turns into a cult. Right. I think that's what we're seeing, a societal cult of ideology. So somebody goes, hey, have you ever thought about how fascism is X, Y, or Z? And you're like, yeah. And then you you take that first bite. And before you know, I mean, you've eaten the whole thing. Yes. And you're like, now I realize that it's not the earth. It's a pizza. It's that flat. The aliens are going to come down, give me an anal probe. I'm going to enjoy it. But I won't because that's homosexual. Unless I have a baby through it and it's procreation. It's okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me take a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this will be solved with alcohol. <laughs> so in order for something to be considered a cult, it's got to have negative impacts on the followers. And that's what I'm saying is people have started to buy into these, 
these things that are untrue, that cannot be verified, that they've almost turned it into a religion-like belief in a politician or in a movement. And they are more willing to believe things that are just absolutely, uh, I mean, I'm trying to use a nice Ludicrous. Word. Yes, ludicrous. So the person who goes online, reads conspiracy theories about QAnon because their friend believes them, are they a victim or are they the ones who are victimizing? I don't think there is a, I think it's a gray area. I think you do have a moral obligation to be intelligent and as informed as possible. It's fine to say, I don't know. I think a wise person is going to say, I don't know. And they're, they know that there's so much they don't know. But I think you have a moral obligation as a human to like, try to figure out what is the truth. Right. And that goes back to your point because there's so much misinformation, right? right? But what are we doing individually, collectively to say, you know what? I hear what you're saying. Let me do my own research. And that's the part that's missing. Critical thinking and logic aren't things that are taught to us. Most people. Right. The way you're born into your family, you're, most people are told don't question this. And so you believe that is your basic truth. And you can only start from that basic truth. Now, you naturally might be that person who starts to question those things, and that's a good thing, but not everybody has that innate quality, right? Right. Misinformation makes a lot of money is the problem, because otherwise, if it didn't make money and if it would benefit the people in power to have the large masses more informed, we would be that, I think. I think that there would be programs to make sure that we are... And it would be of national interest. It wouldn't be a a fight of like small government versus now you're a socialist. It would be everyone wears a shirt and shoes to get <laughs> to walk into a business as well as critical thinking. Well, and wear a mask. And, that's, and wear a mask. And that and that's where in I, some places. <laughs> and that's where I'm going is people's lives are at stake with this disease. And even if you don't lose your life. It's, it could really knock you down, put you out of commission, and now they're finding long-term effects. So I saw on Facebook the other day that a friend of mine who's younger than me, very healthy young girl working in the healthcare field, her name is Courtney, she got COVID. And so when I talked to her, she was in her 11th day, but here's what she said. You just never know how it's going to react to anybody. Like we have some facilities that everyone that got it in that facility, instead of having like respiratory issues, they um, had vascular issues. They started throwing blood clots. So we had um, younger people passing away, um, people having strokes that were otherwise very healthy. So I can tell you the year, the last year I was sick and it was 2015. Like I do not get sick. I haven't called off work that entire time. So when I first started like getting body aches and stuff, I'm like, oh, this is a cult. I definitely, you know, don't have COVID. You just think you're invincible. And even when I found out, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, not a big deal. But then like a day later, it just like took me to my knees. We get tested weekly at work. I had just been tested on Thursday. I started having symptoms on Saturday and then by Monday I was down. So I guess like just how quickly it goes from zero to 100 and and just kind of the weird symptoms that people have had like across the board. Like it seems like no one has the same experience with it. Mine was like took me down for a week and I'm still 
not even at 75% on day 11. People don't fully understand that it probably won't affect you in a terrible way, but you could pass it along to someone that might have a crazy reaction to it. Only old people are getting it. Only only people who have, you know, compromised immune systems are dying. That's not true. We've seen it over and over again. And if you're more willing to believe some crazy conspiracy theory than you are what's happening in your own community, that it's just a sad time. And I don't think these people are evil. I think they're given bad information, but they there's going to have to be a reckoning where they stand up and they go, you know what? This doesn't make sense to me anymore. Yeah. And and is it anxiety also talking? You know, like yeah. why would you want to deny that this is dangerous? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the first two yeah. weeks of quarantine, I was like, "This is awesome! I need this vacation." And agreed, agreed. Now we're in like month eight. But did you also experience? And we talk about the anxiety and the stress of it all. Like going to the store, and everything just seemed so rushed. Everything was just like, "Okay, I gotta get in here. I gotta get my shit. I gotta get the fuck out of here." And you're looking at everybody like, oh, oh, "Look at him! Look at her! Is she looking at me? If she looks at me too long and too hard, everyone's an enemy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, seriously. It was like like visual war. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a real different story now. Like, we are so used to this new way of life. It's bizarre. What do you think maybe you took for granted about life pre 2020? I'll tell you, for me, I'm an extrovert. I love people. I, I don't like not being able to see people. And that's, for me, that's been the toughest thing. Yeah, uh, for me, definitely people, because I'm just the same way. Um, even though I'm, I'm really an introvert a lot, um, I've been titled an ambivert. Uh, yeah, I certainly miss people. Um, I guess I just miss having the option to do what I want. <laughs> right, right. People crave companionship, not just in in uh, you know intimate relationships, but in friendships and in colleagues and and stuff like this. We're not meant to be isolated. Meanwhile, I've always thought I had the meaning of life. I always thought I knew it. What is it? And I swear to God. To, Fear? Oh. That's the third part. To make people and to help people. You can do both. You can make people. I can knock somebody up tonight, and I'm going to try my best to, especially with this beer in my system. To make people and to help people. I think that's simply life. I I mean, okay. I I. I I can't disagree with that. I, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the meaning of life, in my Purpose. opinion. And no, 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 but I'm not trying to change your opinion. <laughs> what I'm going to say is every human being has a, a truth, a one truth. And I think what you just said is your one truth. And everything stems from there. So if you go help people, and that is your one truth, you can dissect and critically analyze every action, everything you say and say, does this work? You can go back to that truth. And my my one truth, my truth that everything stems from, and this was not something I felt for a long time. This is something that I think I've grown into and maybe it will maybe it will evolve or change over time, but it's to be kind. Yes. Kindness can be shown in so many different ways. That's why I'm not doing destructive things in my community. That's why I'm not trying to point my finger in people's faces and say, get in line or get the fuck out of here, guy. It's be kind to people. I mean, not everyone deserves it, but that's not about them. It's about me. Right. To give everyone A pluses. Give everybody an A plus before they earn their F. And the thing is, like, people would say, I'm a Christian, but I hate this group and I hate this group and I hate... (laughs) And I'm like, okay, listen, I'm not... 
I don't have a degree from the seminary, but I'm pretty sure Jesus's whole thing was like, love your neighbor, turn the other cheek. Integrity is having the same message, the same truth, regardless of the situation. No matter how dark the sky gets, you keep that same message. And so I will never show somebody who, especially who doesn't deserve it, but I won't show somebody the side of me that isn't kindness unless they drag me to this point where I'm no longer my normal self. It's my survival mode brain kind of coming out. Going back to the stress thing, that's what we've seen. The Maslow's hierarchy, when you have certain needs in your life met, you're willing to care and prioritize these things. People are back to their uh, reptilian brains where they're thinking it is fight or flight and I cannot let this person get to me. You scare me. You scare me. I don't understand what that is. That's math. I don't like it. Yeah, and the thing is is that we need to try to be um, forgiving of when people act like that Um, because when everything could be taken away from you, if you have to choose between your health or paying your bills, and there are certain situations that people are being put in, people are going to be their worst selves. And to be your best self is to be able to forgive that, tolerate it, but say like your inner no to it, where you're like, you don't treat me like that. I guess my truth would be trying to be more like that. I'm certainly learning, especially from my my experiences in August, that uh, I could be much more forgiving and patient and kind. And uh, less indulgent in my anxiety. Even when we think, you know what? I'm my best self. The sky falls, the floor drops out from underneath you, and you're back on the down spiral on on that corkscrew uh, at Cedar Point. (laughs) Actually, okay, actually. That's our next sponsor. (laughs) Actually, I will say. If people is number one, number two is amusement parks. Man, I miss amusement parks. I do like those. When Disney and Universal shut down, it shut down the day before we were supposed to go there. I was so bummed. Universal, send me free tickets for 2021. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, the point is a, you know, for, for the listeners who are outside of the Northeast Ohio area, uh, it's a <laughs> the best amusement park on this planet, if you ask us. Because it's the roller coaster capital of the world. And my dad put it in us to make sure that we go to Cedar Point every single it summer. It literally has yeah. been around since like the 1800s. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. And we've gone there. We used to go there every every summer through my whole childhood. Even as an adult, you go there and there's magic. They better sponsor us after this one. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things we miss, uh, I want to share this other clip that Courtney had to say about some of the after effects of COVID. Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) I think the biggest weirdest thing, which most people are familiar with is the loss of taste and smell. And I just, I guess you can't really explain that to anyone until they go, you go through it because um, those are two senses that I took for granted. Um, Like I thought like, Oh, it wouldn't be a big deal. But it really is like you, you can't tell, um, like if your dog is like dirty or clean, (laughs) like they've been in something outside, um, food and all eating and drinking is pretty much useless for any pleasurable manner. It's terrible. (laughs) Okay. So before we go, we just want to thank Missing Mountain for the amazing beer. Please visit them at missingmountain.com. 
Uh, also, our musical guest, who you'll hear one more little piece on our outro. Lou Harris, L-O-U, Harris, The Playlist. It's available on all musical platforms. Joe came up with the idea of, you remember that, what was that band? Six. Oh, six cents. Six pence, none the richer. This is a... And they sing what, Kiss Me? Yeah. Okay, so we'll do six cents, as in all of us giving our two cents, and there's three of us, so that's six. <laughs> and we're none the richer because... Well, you, you get it. <laughs> when you have to explain the joke, it makes it really good. Six cents, none the funnier. I actually love that one. So six cents, none the funnier. I guess my closing thoughts are more of a uh, challenge to the people listening. Be kind to the people out there. Understand that they are coming from this anxiety and stress-ridden point of view as well. And that there's a way that we can find, you know, a, a bridge to coexist. Yeah, it sucks having to be the bigger person. It sucks having to be the person who has to constantly be the voice of reason. But guess what? No one wants to live in a divided America. So find a way to coexist. Find that middle ground. And I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's the Browns. I like the Browns, damn it. That's what I'm talking about. First and foremost, go Browns. Uh, second, if you're hurting, I am not going to ask you if you're red or blue. I'm going to help you. If you're hungry, I am not going to ask if you're red or blue. I'm going to feed you. If you're lacking love, I'm not going to ask if you're red or blue. I'm going to love you. It's just that damn simple. And this beer was really good. Thank you, Missing Mountain. I can't find my keys or my mountain. <laughs> I'm drunk. Where is that? I smoked the wrong end of the cigarette. <laughs> This is part of Abraham Lincoln's inaugural address um, for this um, first term on the eve of the Civil War. And uh, he was trying to speak to the South. There were like seven states who seceded from the Union, similar to the vibes that we might be approaching on. We are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. The mystic cords of memory, stretching from every battlefield and patriot grave to every living heart and hearthstone, all over this broad land, will yet swell the chorus of the Union, when again touched, as surely as they will be, by the better angels of our nature. Y'all, let's just be acting with the better angels of our nature, you know? It's time to come together. We just went there. Now you can go to Instagram at the Going There Podcast, Facebook at Going There Podcast, or email us at goingtherepodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is made possible by its hosts and Frame One Media in association with Lindsey Baker, Tyler Kubisti, Michael Madgar, Joe Calley, and Bobby Thomas.